0: This is Imagine Dragons.
1: Hey, what's up? It's Phoebe
0: Rexer. I'm Don Diablo. Hey, Moscow. This is Dua Lipa. Hi, this is Calvin Harris. This is Amit Van Buren on Capital FM Moscow.
1: Capital FM Moscow.
0: Capital FM Moscow. The one and only English-speaking station in Moscow. Capital FM. Capital Sports. With Alan Moore.
2: Welcome back, folks. I hope you enjoyed Drops of Juter- Jupiter. Oh, my goodness, what is wrong with me today? I think I must have fallen my head as a baby a few times, but that explains that. Okay, quick rundown on the NFL games that are going on right now. And, of course, there is the English Premier League uh, going on. The uh, Leicester game is on at the moment. Uh, quick rundown from the state's uh, third quarter most of these games. The Giants are behind 17-3 to the Bears. Falcons are 29-17 up against the Cowboys. The Lions are 14-24 down against Against the Packers. The Jags are 24-17 down against the Titans. The Vikings are losing 18-3 against the Indianapolis Colts. The Bills it's uh, delayed that game but they are beating the uh, Dolphins 17-10. It's a storm warning and that are lightning. 49ers are whipping those terrible Jets 24-6 out in Rutherford, East Rutherford, New Jersey. The Rams are 21-16 up against the Eagles. The Broncos are trailing 17-3 against the Steelers. And Tom Brady's Buccaneers from Tampa Bay are 21-7 up against the Florida Panthers. Now, of course, we do have that other game, of course, going on uh, in England at halftime. It was 1-1 between Leicester City and Burnley. The second half has just started. It is still 1-1, just two minutes gone in that. In the US Open... Tyson Bryson Chambeau. <laughs> that's a good one. A guy who's grown muscles amazingly and supposedly without going to the gym, he wants to hit the ball the furthest ever in the world in golf. He is leading the US Open. Ireland's Rory McIlroy is basically just falling down, uh, completely out. Uh, Chambeau is four under par ahead of the 21-year-old Matthew Wolf, also from the USA. He is on three under par, so it looks like Tyson Bryson is going to win that one. Now, uh, Alex B. is on the line with us. Alex, um, you have some NHL news because the Stanley Cup playoffs have gotten underway. Alex B.? No, Alex B.? No? No, there is is
3: Alex B. There is (laughs) Alex B. And there's lots of NHL to be talking about because, listen, all I know is that the Stanley Cup is going down south, regardless of who wins, because it's against that between Dallas and Tampa Bay Lightning. Dallas is up three, uh, Tampa Bay has two, so Dallas is leading by one game. You know, it's very narrow. So if Dallas wins, you know this next game, which I think is going to be happening later. T- yeah, later today, or actually, no, that's going to be tomorrow at eight p.m. Eastern. Uh, uh-huh. So yeah, if they win that game, they're going to take the Stanley Cup, obviously, down to Dallas. But Tampa Bay might pull something off. They're, they're a very good team.
2: Now, of course, it's all been played out in the west of Canada, out in Alberta, in Edmonton. Um, our very own, from Adigia Nikita Kucherov, he, of course, is a right winger. He's playing brilliantly. a Secondary pick back in 2011 by Tampa Bay. He, he's playing very, very well. Do you reckon that Dallas will be able to take home the Cup? Because the Lightning have, you know, they've come through and done quite well. They've surprised a lot of people. Do, do you think that it, it is all Dallas... Um, you know, do you think it will be Dan Alex?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Dallas has been pretty consistent in the past couple of years. They've been very good in the playoffs. Oh, sorry, I just said Tampa Bay. But the but Dallas, um, they're kind of like the odd team here because they've never really seen Dallas in the finals. It's been quite some time. So, you know, I don't know if Dallas, they might be a bit more motivated to win this because, you know, because of the drought they've been having. But... Tampa Bay. At the same time, they've been they've been in the playoffs quite a bit, and they've been good in the playoffs. So you know, if they can come back, if they can take these two games, or if if they can take it to Game Seven, you know, it's going to be huge.
2: Okay, no, that is fair enough. And again, it is a neutral venue, so it it does make a, a bit of a difference. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. you have a quick before we we grab the rest of them in. Uh, MLB is still going ahead. Um, listen, is there any, is there any kind of. Um, you know, interesting news around the MLB as well that we can we can get our teeth into.
3: uh well, the current standings are: Tampa Bay is also thirty-five wins, eighteen losses, in the MLB followed by the Yankees and the, and Toronto. That's that's in the East. On uh, the AL Central, the White Sox are up thirty-four wins, eighteen losses. Oakland A's thirty-three wins, nineteen losses. Then in the NL East you know Atlanta the Cubs and the Dodgers are the biggest team the Dodgers have actually racked up 38 wins and 15 losses so i think that's the yeah that's the most impressive team right now the Dodgers
2: Okay, that's cool. All right, Alex, you're going to stay with us there because um, we're going to go into a discussion because, of course, uh, we have Andrew Flint, Andy Mack, and Eastel Cody there all with us. Uh, I was going to say it's a foursome, but it's actually me as well, five some. but I'm in the studio. We're actually all apart, so we're being very, very safe and socially distant, um, or distancing. Uh, Lemine Diak, of course, he was the head of the IWF, the International Ath- uh, Athletics Federation. Now it's called World Athletics. Um, basically... Calling, you know, chicken crap, something, you know, chicken dirt is just the same thing. Um, Now, apparently, or well, we know it, that he was guilty of accepting bribes from athletes who were suspected of doping. Now, of course, this is all pointed at Russia. They were Russian athletes. That's all we know. Uh, Also, his uh, deputy, his spiritual leader, Sebastian Coe, who is now the head of World Athletics, um, saw nothing, did nothing, didn't answer emails, didn't answer phone calls, didn't even listen to messages and didn't know what was going on above him, beside him, or below him. Um, he sold, Borel Lamine is done now for three years. He's going to have to pay a lot of money as well, half a million euros, almost $600,000. Um, but Seb Coe is in place. Um, Lamine is going to uh, appeal, of course, the decision. Do you think this is, you know, kind of all smoke and no fire? Do you think it's, uh, that nothing else is going to happen with this?
4: Um, well, let's not forget also that Lamine's beloved son was also convicted in abstention because he didn't even feel like turning up for the whole thing. Um, I think, unfortunately, you can rebrand something all you want, but a rebrand doesn't change the fact that Lord Coe, basically, he used Dirk's son and his influence and assistance with votes to get the position he has. And the fact that he has been completely silent when a few years ago he came out with some quite you know soft statements about the disgraced former head of the IAAF and he's been virtually disappeared this week now i suppose as i've probably pointed out ad nauseum at this stage he's busy you know deleting contacts and making sure he doesn't send out you know his christmas cards to the wrong addresses but this is something that you can't keep ignoring it like for for athletics and for a man who's also on like the Olympic Committee, you can't have these associations. And at some point, people need to realise that a sport can never be clean or be viewed to be clean if you just simply have one degree of separation. At the very least, you need two or three degrees of separation from the guys who have been shown to be corrupt and are now currently sentenced for their corruption.
2: Okay, um, Andy Mack, you're there with us. I just want to ask you, I mean... What, what repercussions could this have for Russian athletics? Because they paid a big fine, basically a lot more than what the uh, act was getting in bribes. So it looks like a big bribe was given from the Russian ministry. Uh, will Russia be back in the tent or are they still going to be peeing outside?
5: <laughs> um, I. I- I I think that tent's going to be there and not going to be knocked over for for a a good few years to come. I I don't think it will have too much of an immediate impact uh, simply because, I mean, how much further can they they dig themselves down anyway? Um, I think it's a case now of Russia keeping its nose clean for the next four to eight years. And seeing if they can get a little bit of, um, well, at least keep themselves out of the headlines and out of the out of the controversies that are, are, are going to fall out potentially from this. Because I think it, with the case of Diak, this is just a this is just one window in, in a in a big house of corruption that you're probably looking at. And obviously, um, Esolt mentioned his son. Uh, they were talking about, you know, so Papa. Diak, ironically his son not not his papa um, took something like five times more money uh, or sort of wafered off about five times more money than what his dad was actually receiving in bribes um, so going on that if if that's the head of your marketing what are the heads of the other departments within the IAA are also skimming off the top of contracts and broadcasting and and everything else so it's it's quite a scary insight into how much money it's you know what they're they're actually capable of stealing yeah and not noticing it from the sport
2: exactly i mean like where were the uh you know where were the the checks on this where were the sort of the uh, safeties that should be triggering this and of course where was seb co Um andrew flint where was seb co in all of this
6: Well, that's a very good question, and I think that's the, the fact that it is a question full stop um, is extremely telling. Uh, we a few years ago when allegations were made against Lamine Diak, he came out very quickly to say how abhorrent it was that these allegations were being made, and and now the fact that he is silent says far more than any words ever could. So, I, I mean, I think he's just simply not sure how to dig himself out of this one because, like, like. Um, he sort to said one degree of separation from somebody who is convicted uh, of something like this to have had such close ties Then him, it's, it's not enough. Um, but who is going to challenge him? I don't honestly see who is really going to challenge him at this point.
2: OK, um, Alex B, listen, just a question of this. I mean, in terms of levels of corruption, we've seen all these massive bribes being given. We've seen all this going on. Um, would you reckon that this could this could happen in North America, or would the FBI or the Canadian equivalent get involved?
3: Um, well, yeah, yeah. There's been big doping cases in America. Obviously, you know, some of the biggest American Olympic athletes have been recognized as dopers. So, you know, when they do all this, you know, towards towards Russian athletes, obviously, you know, it's not wrong to. Um, to punish people for doping in sports, but at the same time, when it's just so, like, when American athletes aren't really getting the same treatment when it comes to that, they can still participate under the American flag in the Olympics. You know, while, you know, Russian athletes, I remember when they had to you know play under the Olympic flag. You know, I remember the hockey team, most of which played in the NHL. That's what gets me. Had to freaking wear that, you know, wear that Olympic jersey. Um, you know, I think, yeah, corruption... Obviously, you know, in places where you know, like Russia, it's obviously a lot easier for something like this to happen. But it doesn't mean that it can't happen anywhere else, or you know, in North America.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's going back. Listen, we're going to write, we copy just very, very quick. Um, going to go around the houses first of all. Um, Thirty seconds for each of you. Um, starting with you, Eselt. Eselt, what would be the ideal outcome for this?
4: The ideal outcome would be for Sebco. Um, I think for the benefit of the sport, we don't need to see him pushed. We need to see him take a step back and leave of his own volition. Um, I think that's important. And then I think you have to see someone come in with absolutely no connection in recent years. You can have someone who's highly experienced in the sport, but sometimes in the area of sports administration, they don't necessarily need to have a tie to the likes of Seb Co. There needs to be a change at the top, and I think there needs to be a root and branch look into, as both Andrews have said, where how money went missing. Because audits, checks, and balances matter. It, this can't be allowed to happen again, even on a smaller scale. Because I don't think it would happen on a larger okay. scale. But yeah.
2: Okay. No. So th- th- thanks, Hazel. Um, Andy Mack, to you. What in thirty seconds? What, what would be the ideal situation?
5: Um, I, I don't think there is one really to take from this now. Um, I, I think reputation's been damaged so far that no matter who steps in or does anything, the the the, the image of the sport has been tarnished for good, I think. Um, an ideal situation... Um, well, Sebco, I think, would have to step down for starters. Um, here on that, I think they would have to give the public... Some kind of insight into what is happening in terms of their their, their operations, in terms, effect, effectively doing what uh, Wada and the IAAF wanted uh, Russia to do, which was open every up, open every door up, let everyone have a look in at what's going on. I, I think that now has to be done for the to, to give people peace of mind that, that it's a sport that's not corrupt or doping or anything else. I think it needs to open itself right up and put somebody at the forefront of that, that isn't involved currently.
2: Okay, listen, and uh, quickly, uh, 30 seconds, uh, Andrew Flint, what should happen?
6: Well, I mean, the guys have summed it up very well. I would possibly just simply add that whoever were to come in um, to the head of World Athletics should be somebody, in my opinion, from completely outside Athletics, because I would argue any ties at all, have to be... You, you can't have somebody come in with any ties at all to Seb Coble, I mean, because people will not trust it. So it needs to be a complete outsider who has a ruthless business sense about them, um, and because of the no ties, will be able to build trust, because it will take time.
2: Okay. Um, Alex B, final word to you. What would you ideally like to see happen with World Athletics?
3: Ah, oh, well, I mean... In an ideal situation, people just stop taking doping and doing <laughs> no more corrupting and stop take, accepting bribes. But, I mean, yeah, just one of those things. As long as there are sports, there's always going to be somebody that wants to gain an unfair advantage. And as long as there's that somebody, there's going to be somebody who's willing to accept a bribe to not talk about that. So, you know, it's like taking down the mob. It's, it's from within. It's a very difficult thing to do and unless you put cameras in literally everywhere.
2: It's, I, I really don't see how they solve this unless people just stop doing it. Okay, listen, uh, listen. thank you, guys. Uh, we're going to be back with us all, except uh, Andy Mack, who's on his way into the TV studio. So we're going to be back with the rest of them, of course, for the Big Fat Filthy Quiz at the end of this show. Uh, thank, the, uh, again, Alex B, was correct, a mob. That's what it is. Right, we're going to go out to the break right now, come back with Uli Flume to talk about the Tour de France. We'll go out right with Dermot Kennedy and Power Over Me. This is one that's going to get us all... A little bit more romantic and loved up before we talk really dirty dealings in cycling. Back after this.
0: Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
7: I wanna be king in your story. I wanna know who you are. I want your heart to be for me. Oh, yeah to sing to me softly Cause then I'm run running the dark That's all that love ever taught me Oh, I call and I'll rush out Mm -hmm. All out of breath now You got that power over me Remember the lake and the moonlight. Remember you shivered and shone. I'll never forget what you looked like on that night. But I know that time is gonna take me. I know that day's gonna come. I just want the devil to hate me. Oh, I call and I'll rush out. Mm-hmm. Call out of breath now. You got that power over me. That power over me it was rolling down and we around So you hide away and never tell You decide if darkness knows you well That lesson of love, all that it was I need you to see You got that power over me My mind Then I hold dear, resides in those eyes You got that power over me My mind, the only one I know The only one on my mind You got that power over that power over me. My, my. everything one i know the only one on you got
1: that power over me capital commercial
8: Пока я покупаю
1: билет Ты бежишь за попкорном. Проходим на свои места. Главное не пропустить начало. И вот оно начинается. Ты не слышишь, как суетился опоздавшие? Потому что большой экран поглотил тебя. Звук завораживает тебя. Ты плачешь, смеешься. Уходишь от погоны. Падаешь в пропасть и взлетаешь до небес. Ты забываешь обо всем. Потому что ты в кино.
0: Идем в кино. Теория жизни. The one and only English speaking station in Moscow. Capital. 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 M. Capital Sports with Alan
2: Moore. Okay, folks, I hope you enjoyed Dermot Kennedy, uh, an excellent young singer songwriter from Ireland. Uh, and just so you know, we broke him here in Russia because I was in Lent there before Christmas. Uh, about two, three weeks after we first played him on the show, his first ever airtime in Russia. And he was on, he was on like Lenta listening to him. And, oh, you know, you come for the bargains and you stay for the music. Anyway, um, we're going to talk about Tour de France now. And, uh, of course, it finished today. We covered from the very, very start and very, very finish. Um, we had Thierry Villary telling us about some potential things to look out for. And he was dead right. He said, Jumbo, Visma, have a look out for them, but also look for Pogacar. Because, of course, there's lots of questions to be asked about Slovenia, and not just Slovenia. Of course, we're not picking on them. I love, I love Slovenia. One of the most, folks. If you ever want to go and have a lovely time in a beautiful country, wonderful people, nature, landscape, history, even the seaside is really nice as well. Food. Unbelievable places, fairy tale cities. It's just as gorgeous. Like, Maribor is, oh, heaven. Anyway, um, but Slovenia has corruption, same as anywhere else. And, uh, of course, Tadej Pogacar, 21 years old, second youngest ever winner of the Tour de France. Uh, Ireland's own Sam Bennett won the final sprint and the Green Points jersey. However, however, there are questions to be asked. And here to answer them is the uh, the... General Director of Grand Fondo, New York, and a good friend of the show, Uli Flum. Uli, a very warm welcome. I I believe you're in Italy still.
8: Yes. Hi, Alan. How
2: are you? I'm doing great. And listen, thank you so much for coming out this evening. Because, um, look, first, I want to speak about, uh, let's leave the Tour de France for a moment. Let's speak about some good news to start with and end with. Uh, Grand Fondo, of course, you were hit hard with the amount of cancellations that you had to cancel. You took very brave decisions. Uh, even beyond business, you are being very socially aware of what you were doing and socially responsible. How is Grand Fondo? How are the races shaping up now for the rest of the year and for 2021?
8: Well, things are looking a little bit better. I think the last time we talked, we talked about New York in May um, being postponed by a year. Yep. And that continued all the way through the end of August where we had our first race in France, which was great in a safe way and people enjoyed it to be back out racing. The problem was and still is around the world that, you know, if you have an international field, as we had it there, of riders registered from over 30 countries and then at the end, riders from like five or six countries who are even only allowed to race, that was not great. But we had a race and it's going to continue like this. We'll have a race in Florida at the end of October. Then it's going to be Cozumel, Mexico in November and so forth. So things are looking a little bit better. It's still difficult. We're all hoping and waiting for the vaccine, which I think will then allow and make travel easier again. But uh, it's 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 going up, and you know we're one of the few who hold races because we think people want races, and we're riders ourselves, so we we want to do races, so we want to offer them where we can.
9: Um,
2: you were there; there was a race there just not too long ago, and of course, the sort of legendary Italian cyclist Mario Cipollini was there. Um, in, in terms of having you know sort of ex like you know he, like headline cyclists take you know kind of riding with them. what's their take on the whole situation in terms of with covid are they happy to get out and about as well as long as it's socially responsible
8: i mean in his case you know he's living here in in luca as well in italy um i seen him not ride and at the beginning everybody was like yes stay indoors and it's the better way to do it but everybody pretty quickly got pretty sick of it and as soon as riders were able to get out they did get out and He's one of them who's still riding his four or five hundred kilometers a week. He absolutely needs that. So no doubt he, he wants to ride.
2: <laughs> OK, um, right. Let's let's go on to something a little bit more difficult to speak about. Um, you've been very vocal and very alive on Twitter and not just I mean, there's, you know, i said there's a group of people who kind of will have contact with each other and sort of try to figure out what's real and what's not real. And the question is this, Uli. Uh, I wanted to play that soundbite from, from, um, uh, let's just say, the, I was going to say the late great, but of course, well, formerly great, uh, Lawrence Armstrong, uh, who was back again saying about how great it was and that, you know, and the question is, should we believe in miracles? Should we believe that this 21-year-old from Slovenia, after a very hard tour, when guys were literally hanging on to, to, to people's coattails, when Jumbo Visma led a train at the very, very front, this guy not just beat the, uh, the leader, uh, Roglic, out of sight, he just bet him literally to pieces. I mean, should we believe in miracles, Uli?
8: No, of course we should, we should not. And I think uh, the funny or interesting thing is here that uh, he turns 22 tomorrow. And 22 years ago, we had the Festina scandal in 1998 in France. And I think this was, it was a big thing with EPO, uh, be- becoming clear that EPO was used widespread. And there was a lot of hope in 1998 that things would change in cycling. And we had 1999, and Lance Armstrong come onto the scene. And nothing has changed. So he wasn't even born yet at the time when that happened. So for 22 years, nothing has become better. The speeds are as high as they were back then in the EPO era. Um, in the EPO era, they are today. So um, I don't think anything has changed. And if someone says, well, you know, technology and all of that got better, sure, it did a little bit. But just try to imagine how fast, if you imagine, think these riders are clean, imagine how fast they would be on drugs. And at that point, it becomes really clear that they're not clean because it would be just out of this world.
2: Well, that's it. I mean, he was breaking records going up mountains. You know, he was breaking records going up mountains. okay, fine. He was a very he's a he's a very talented young lad. We know that we accept that. But do you think that I mean, we're we're, we're talking chemical doping, of course. I mean, there's a whole range of things that they're putting into their bodies, um, all different types of things. Do you think there's more than just chemical and blood doping going on?
8: Well, I'm glad to hear that you had Thierry here um, on your show because he's one of the experts when it comes to motor doping. And I think that's an, an interesting thing, uh, that really has to get, get looked into more. He and an Italian journalist, Marco Bonarigo, they did a documentary in nineteen, in 2016 at Strade Bianche where they took thermal cameras and pointed it towards the riders driving by, which should show where there is like heat on the bike. Obviously, you see the the warmth of the bodies working, riding hard, but it was Roglic, the guy who just got second at the tour, actually, where they showed that his hub was much warmer than anybody else's, which could point to having a motor on the bike. And that same guy now, four years later, was about to win the tour. So that is definitely something also to look into. I don't think motors alone are what we're seeing there, but motors are probably part of the game for many of the riders.
2: Okay. um, How would a motor help? Because we didn't when, when Thierry was almost there last year, for example, and we discussed this, we really went into it as well. but how could a motor help a professional cyclist? I mean someone like me like i mean you're a, yeah. you're, you're an experienced uh, quality cyclist with lots of um, saddle sores, shall we say and, 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 and miles <laughs> in the legs i'm not so uh, how how first of all, how would a motor help me, and how would it help um, mr Pucketchar
8: Well, they give you extra You know, pedal strength, basically, the bike is helping you to make it easier to ride. So if anybody has been riding an e-bike, you know that feeling. It's like, wow, you know, this is really cool. This is much faster. Um, Obviously, at that level, um, they don't have the big motors on the bike because they would be easily detectable. We're talking about high-end technology, Formula 1 technology, where the motors are as small as your thumb. They're integrated into the wheels, into the hubs. The whole hub might be a motor even. They might give you 40, 50 watts for five minutes, which is the difference between, you know, making that attack and staying away or, you know, finishing off the podium. So we're not talking about something where, you know, unfit people are winning the tour, but it's just another ingredient um, in addition to microdosing, EPOs, steroids, blood bags, the whole palette, which gives the whole picture as why these guys are so fast.
2: Okay um I mean that does make sense and and how would you spot for example what would be a, a for example a, a possible a possible telltale telltale sign of motor doping say on a climb
8: Well we we've, we've had cases in the past and I I don't mind naming names We had Froome in 2013 Montu, when we saw him attack in a really odd looking way against you know renowned climbers high cadence even his heart rate was shown on TV and it didn't change And we had riders like Cancelara a few more years ago at the Ronde van Vlanden attacking at the Moor, which is like a super steep cobblestone 25% climb, and dropping his one opponent who is like at his level, Tom Bonen, like he was standing still. That was really obvious and something like, wow, where where did that come from? It just didn't make sense to people who are experienced, who understand cycling. It was just something that is impossible to do. Nowadays obviously after these more obvious cases riders are more careful that it's more subtle that you can't really see and you can't distinguish it that well it looks like you know a, a naturally possible attack if you say natural compared to the other riders in general no because they all it's not just we're not singling out the guy who won the tour or Roger's the guy who was second you have to look way deeper into the top 10 and further on if you think about doping and motor doping so it's harder to see you would have to take the bike. You have to completely take it apart. You probably have to take the wheels. You have to saw them open. So it's not easy, and there's definitely not enough done to try to prevent this.
2: Okay, because I mean, yesterday, you no, I, I honestly, I did like I've been watching almost every stage of the tour this year. I mean, I've, I've literally been enjoying it. I've, I've suspended my disbelief. And I've just been enjoying it. And I've seen sort of breakaways and the jumbo train, as they call it, when the whole team comes up to the front and just drives ahead. I've been watching thinking, OK, that's the same as Sky, US Postal, blah, blah, blah. OK, fine. That's that's grand. Yes, it was a time trial. Um, and, you know, Char, I mean, on the time trial, it's hard to overhaul um, a lead so well. And not just that, but Pogacar, okay, he was he was behind going into it, uh fifty seven seconds behind, I believe it was, and he overhauled the the, the 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 time deficit to win by fifty-nine seconds, and he also changed his bike. Why would he change his bike? Because Thierry suggested that maybe they're changing their bikes so that the inspectors at the end don't examine them.
8: Well it was an interesting course that started out flat. For the first 20 or so kilometers and then ended with a five or eight i didn't watch it five to ten kilometer climb so there's definitely different bikes that you could use so you have a time trial bike where you sit flat on it for the beginning and then you go into the climb where a standard road bike is better so to the outset it could actually make sense that you say yes a bike change will cost me 10 15 seconds maybe 20 seconds but the gains that i get from not sitting in this special flat time trial position trying to climb might be greater so it might be worth it but it could also just be a cover-up to say you know this is the chance for me to change onto a bike without a motor maybe because I know it's going to be checked at the finish so the bike with the motor is the one that I'm going to drop with the mechanic before the climb starts
2: okay so it's kind of an it could be like either A or B so okay we we kind of we can't really (laughs) we can speculate but it's unfair to do that let's stick to what we were kind of certain of Listen. What what do you reckon? I mean, if we're looking at this, I mean, we saw Team Jumbo-Visma. We we saw before the tour started, which we discussed with Thierry um, about the accident uh, with, with, I'm just by blank his name when the lad went off the side of the the, the bridge, and uh, they took his the what was ever was in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Do you think that um, you know that? Like looking at it, can we believe anything we saw in this tour? Is there anything even like My heart is aching a little bit when I'm thinking about Sam Bennett. (laughs)
8: Um, I think there are riders in the tour that want to ride clean. Um, If you define clean as taking no drugs or have never taken drugs, I think there's none. But there's definitely riders who take less or have taken something in the past, very little, um, that try it but if you're looking towards the front i don't think you're going to find someone i'm sorry
2: <laughs> okay no look I, I, that that's okay look well you're an expert you know this and you're communicating with people inside what have kind of like some of the just before we go i've got one more question after this but what kind of um like some from the ex pros that you know or the pros currently right are, are they all in shock with this as well
8: well, interesting that you mentioned that because I've mentioned it earlier. That's probably where you picked it up from that I have some information from, you know, someone who works in intelligence and is knows about a WhatsApp group where uh, a team director and former writer like Bjorn Ries is in, where, who's a, he's a Danish guy who won the tour in the 90s, full of EPO. He was called the Mr. 60% because he <laughs> took so much EPO. And he said he cannot believe what's going on. He said, this is incredible. And if a person like him who really took anything, that he was able to take and cheated from top to bottom, says impossible, then, you know, that's that's really classic pro cycling that, you know, even people who cheated say now, well, this is going too far. Maybe it's because he doesn't have any piece of the cake this time. I don't know. <laughs> but it's... it's, it's, it's yeah, it- it's a tough one, Uli. I mean, I
2: really, really, genuinely don't like. I mean, again, I suspend a belief. I enjoy the tour. It's beautiful to watch it. It's great to watch it. I think it's it's a terrific sport. I felt like I was a a kid again watching it. But at the same time, you know, uh, I I I don't believe in miracles in sport. I do not believe in miracles. Uli, listen. Thank you so much for your time. We're going to get you thank back you on soon again because I want to speak more to you about the Grand Fondo. So, um, my best to your, yourself and the family, and uh, have 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 a good rest of September.
8: Thank you, Alan. Have a good one. Thanks,
2: Thanks for having me. Thank you, Willie. Okay, that was Willie from, of course, the General Director of Grand Fondo, New York. Uh, we'll be tweeting out the information on that and his race, because, of course, again, they're going to get back out. So if you like cycling, take part in that. It's great to go out and just really enjoy yourself and challenge yourself as well. We're going to, go to the a break. We're going to come back with the big, fat, filthy quiz, because we have a very, very special guest coming into to us as well. Uh, we're going to go out with George Ezra and Shotgun is a remix. So, back after this with the BFF quiz.
0: Sports with Alan Moore. Homegrown alligator, see you later. Gotta hit the road, gotta hit the road. The sun ain't changing, the atmosphere, architecture, I'm familiar. I can get you to this. Time flies by in the yellow and green. Stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of If you need me, you know where I'll be I'll be riding shotgun underneath the heart sound Feeling like a someone I'll be riding shotgun underneath the heart sound Feeling like a someone South of the equator navigate to Gotta hit the road, gotta hit the road. A deep sea diving round the clock, bikini bottles, lager tops. I could get used to this. Time flies by in the yellow and green. Stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot I'm feeling like a someone I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot I'm feeling like a someone We got two in the front There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of If you need me, you know where I'll be I'll be riding short in the
1: Capital FM wherever you every morning on 105.3 FM Capital FM. The one and only English speaking station in Moscow. Capital. Capital FM. Capital
2: Sports
1: with
0: Alan Moore.
2: Okay, folks, I hope you enjoyed that little short little ditty because we're going to go out to the big, fat, filthy quiz now in just a moment. We have seven competitors tonight and a special guest. Okay, uh, that game in England, Leicester City 4-2 up against Burnley. As I speak with Uli, I I was so interested. I was watching the goals ticking off, ticking off, ticking off. So Leicester 4-2 up there is around mm, seven, seven and a half minutes to go in that uh, game. Right, I'm going to go around the houses and make sure that everybody is alive and well. And they're not sort of uh, missing in action, shall we say. Before we start this quiz, uh, Isil Cody, you're with us. I am. Okay, Alex B, you're there in Toronto. Oh
3: yeah, big time.
2: Okay, Double N, <laughs> Double N, you're down in Southwest Moscow. Yep, yep. Okay, uh, Derek, you are you are you're in Moscow as well. Yeah, I, I am. I am. Okay, uh, Peter P, you're in the US of A.
9: Yeah, I am. Yeah,
2: good to hear from you, now. I tell you something's good to have you back on. Everyone's going to be on Peter P's backwards. Oh my goodness! So he has survived. We don't I, know where. He- I
9: truly am. I truly am.
2: <laughs> right, Andrew Flint, you're with us out in two men. I certainly am. And finally, Andy Mack is back. You're here with us, Andy. <laughs> Present, sir. Good man yourself, right? We know how this works. It is three (coughs) rounds of questions. All right. Uh, The first one is going to. It's very topical. I have to say, it's all about the Tour de France. It's winners in the last twenty years. Uh, Then we have our missing words. One, so it's a headline you to fill in the missing word. And finally, we have true or false. We have seven questions, and I think the true. Like you're going to get. This is going to be easy. Uh, Andy Mack is going to be just absolutely salivating at this. He's going to be like a hungry dog listening to this with a bone right uh, starting <laughs> off as, as we announced Esel Cody the first question for you Alberto Contador yeah okay <laughs> I heard someone else in my ears <laughs> saying something else goodness gracious people Alex B Cadell or Cadel Cadell or Cadel Uh.
3: Cadell,
2: Cadell Johnson. No, Evans, 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 Cadell Evans. Okay. Uh, double N, Chris. Chris From. Very good. You were listening to the last segment. Well done. Uh, Derek Vincenzo. Yeah. Vincenzo. 2014. Paulino. Pardon? Paulino, maybe.
9: Vincenzo Paulino.
2: Where would you go for Bali? No, it's Vincenzo named Bali, Right, none for you. I'd actually give you a minus mark for that one. Right, Peter P., I hope you're ready for this one. Geraint. I'm not. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this guy's Welsh, right? So just you can hate him.
9: Come again, come again. I, I failed to hear that.
2: Okay, Geraint, Geraint. Geraint. Yeah, what's his family name?
9: Let's go with Johnson. <laughs>
2: Jesus Christ, no. he
9: sound, he sounds like a he sounds like a Johnson. He, 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 Johnson. <laughs> no, no, Thomas, <laughs> Thomas. Thomas.
2: Alright. Andrew Flint, Carlos. <clears throat> Carlos.
6: Oh I'm gonna have to pass, I don't know. Oh.
2: Dastrey, my I G- knew all the others, re- but I
6: didn't know that one.
2: Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. Uh Andy Mac. Tade. Um
5: b- 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 Pocket Car.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, i give you one more chance. You're very close to it. I it's not pocket say. car. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. No. Tadger, no, it's not Tadger. It's Tade Pogachar. 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 That seat is like a chip. Okay. Um, so, ta- oh my oh God. Okay. Double M, So You're both leading on one point apiece. Uh, Alex, Derek, Peter, Andrew, Andy. Oh, God, back of the class. Right. Uh, next, the missing word competition, easled, Uh Try to keep it clean, people, OK? Uh, so the first one, ESL. this is a headline from ESPN. Aguero or Agüero could be what for another th- two months? Could be out. <laughs> you're very close to it. You're very, very close to it.
4: Headlines.
2: Ah, there you go. I'll give you two points for that. There you go. OK, Yay. OK, two points. Well done, you're in the lead. Alex B., Again, keep this clear, okay? Uh, I'll try my best. (laughs) Loco, okay, loco, well, locomotive, and Dundalk. What in Europa League? (laughs) This is this is from the from uh, the uh, UEFA website. Okay, what in Europa League?
3: They
2: come on, I really
3: don't know. This, a, this is my this is my worst this is my worst just one for sure. Yes, a word?
2: Get any word? Um, <laughs>
3: they they played very poorly
2: in the Europa League. Oh, progress. Progress. Gee, Alex, what is it? Oh. oh, progress. I, I I mean you know that. <laughs> All right. All right. The next one number 3. Oh, goodness. Okay, Nazar. Male athletes should be what? This is from the Guardian newspaper, so it could be
9: anything. Male athletes should be what? I feel like this question should, should have gone to Derek, but I, I should say I think they should be tall and, and, and thin, you know? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Derek, I give think it
2: they me. should be arrested. <laughs> arrested. Alex, I'm going to give you one point. Should for- be appreciated of anything. Uh, Pete, uh, Pete, okay I'm going to give you a point for that okay uh, it's actually educated but Nazar I'll give you a point for like trying to pass the blame off to somebody else to cause like a, a racial incident right um, this comes back to when Derek Derek, why, why did you say uh, Kenyans were so good and Zambians are so bad at <laughs> athletics can you remind us please
9: yeah I said uh, because Kenyans are smaller and taller
2: no, thinner and, and are, thinner, thinner and taller. Yeah,
9: yeah, yeah. Thinner and taller.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And why? Why are Zambians not good at running?
9: Zambians are fat and uh, shorter.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Right. That was a Zambian person saying that. Right. So <laughs> please leave your complaints off somewhere else. <laughs> right. Okay, Derek. Now the question comes to you, Spartak, okay. Spartak Moscow. What? Two word. Two words. Spartak Moscow what 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 do they say
9: Spartak Moscow is finished
2: Oh no 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 it's actually Spartak
9: s- Moscow is under investigation no, God. <laughs> no,
2: it's actually cry-foul, cry-foul, ah. oh, cry-foul, it was so simple, anyway, right, um, give, him, give him a couple of points for the under investigation, I should, I, I give him a point for that, because oh. uh, fair enough, Spartak should be under investigation, right, um, <laughs> Peter P, oh gee, be careful with this one, right, be very careful Peter, we are live on air, right, um study finds okay this is a study that's coming out of Vanderbilt University in the states study finds doping causes what in female athletes remember we are live on air
9: all right uh do- doping causes blank in female athletes right yeah
2: but no i i, I we well, blank is what i said so what is what is that blank
9: yeah yeah that's that's what i am Thinking know. <laughs> uh, I no, no, no. No, I, I, I... can got... I, Can I can I remain silent for this? one I know I, I I'm I can drop a bombshell right now. But like it's I drop it. Like, I have to keep a PG, it PG. You know <laughs> drop it, drop it, drop it. It's okay. I it. Oh, <laughs> no. Sorry, I can't. Okay.
2: okay. Does anyone want it? Uh, Andy Mack, what have you got for that?
5: Uh, Harry Kane-like speech impediment. <laughs>
2: No. Does anyone anyone else? Eselt, Eselt, what what does doping cause in female athletes? Eselt has gone quiet. Eselt, are you alive?
4: I'm going to try not to insult my entire gender. I'm going to say going to use infertility because it's the only thing that I can think of that isn't going to have an angry mob of women <laughs> outside my
2: door. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's actually hypo, hyperandrogenism being oh. hyperandrogenism. Well, yeah, so it means becoming more male-like in your features. There you go. Um, if
3: five hundred people listen to this, then I will next show. I will tell everybody what Peter P said. <laughs>
9: <laughs> Probably will.
3: Okay, <laughs> Keep in soon,
9: folks. I, I I will tell Al what I truly thought.
2: I, I hope that. Listen, um, uh, listen. This is now for Andrew Flint because we, we get we get through this quiz sometime tonight. Andrew Flint. Okay, this is a quotation. Okay, it's a quotation from uh, from Pogacar. If only they could. What me now?
6: Well, <laughs> you... I'm going to try and keep it clean. I'll say, if only they could see me now.
2: You're actually, it is a verb, but it's something else, but you're close. I would give you a point, but I'll give you two points if you uh, get this one correct.
6: If only they could, if only they could beat me now.
2: No, oh, if only you could ask me now. But I'll give you a point, Andrew, I'll give you a point. If only you could ask <laughs> me now. Andy Mack, right, be careful with this one, all right? son calls French sentences a what? What? <laughs> say that again? <laughs> Diak, this is about our last segment discussing it. Um, sorry, our, our fourth segment. Uh, this is from the Times Union newspaper. Uh, Diak's son calls French sentences what?
5: <laughs> I'm not sure I can say that on that. we are try um, it, Andy. It hasn't stopped you before, Andy. <laughs> Don't worry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Andy, come on. Three, two, one. Um, 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 Confusing.
2: No, no. no. I'll give you one for that because it is actually quite good. It's called a denial of justice. There you go, deny the justice. Right, uh, now we're on to, <laughs> on to the last part, true or false, OK? Um, leading right now, Isolt is on three points. Uh, Alex B is moved, well, he's moved into third place. He's on one point. Now, uh, Double N has two points. Derek has one, Peter one, Andrew Flint one, and Andy Mack is one. OK, so it's it's cropping up there for second place, so we're fighting for it. So there'll be three points going for this last one. Um, OK, Isolt, starting with you. Glasgow Rangers, this is in Scotland of course, won their fifth title before Glasgow Celtic did. So they were champions of Scotland five times before Glasgow Celtic. True or false?
4: I'm going to go Andy Mack. Please don't get angry. I'm going to go with true.
2: And you would be right. Okay, you would be right. Sorry, Andy. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Next one, Alex B. Glasgow Celtic, okay, have won, have been Scottish champions more times than Glasgow Celtic. True or false? Um, I'm going
3: to say no. The Celtics won quite a bit of. The basketball Celtics have unfortunately (laughs) been lucky enough to win 13 championships. So I'm going to say the Celtics,
2: the basketball Celtics have more. Oh, okay, so you're going to say what that the, the Glasgow, that? Glasgow Celtic uh, football team have won less than Glasgow Rangers, correct? Uh, yeah. yeah.
5: yeah. And you the would question be, is, you talking about the old Glasgow Rangers or the new one.
2: Or the old Glasgow... <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, nice, that, okay.
5: That,
2: that a- Alex B is correct in that one, because Alex B is correct. So that was like three points for that. Alex, well done. You are stretching your legs out in the second. Double end to you, NFL. The most pass completions, okay, 6,885, were thrown, okay, by quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, Dan Marino. True or false? I'll say true. And you would be saying wrong because it's actually Drew Brees who holds that record. Okay. Drew Brees, of course, is still active. Right. Um, Derek, NFL as well. Most touchdown passes, Drew Brees, he's thrown 549 passes. Is that true or false? 549 uh, touchdowns, true or false?
9: I think that's true.
2: And you think correctly, it is true. Okay, so, ooh, Alex B. Okay, it's getting tight there in second place. Right, Uh, down to Peter P. Peter P, all right. Um, Turkmenistan, this should have been for Nazar. Uh, double N but uh, so Turkmenistan's first three opponents okay true or false it was yeah United a- <laughs> when <Wait, laughs> I asked a <the> question <laughs> the United Arab
9: Emirates Iraq and
2: Estonia true or false
9: definitely true you? I'm feeling I'm feeling good on this one yes yeah you're right true. you are right you are dead right Okay. Yeah, I definitely knew that one okay and Andrew
2: Flint this is a Zambian question so I'm going to give it to you Christopher Katongo, Katar, Katongo, he won the BBC African Player of the Year in 2013. True, true or false?
6: Oh, uh, I'm going to say false. Yeah. To, I, 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 I wanted to be a different Zambian player. I wanted yeah. to be Sambalungu.
2: Well, well, actually, he didn't win it in 2013. You're right. He won it in 2012. So you are correct. Andy Mack, the final one for you. Okay. The most supported club in Scotland are Glasgow Celtic. True or false? (laughs) (laughs) This is Hobson's choice for you. Uh, (laughs) So (laughs) cruel. False. (laughs) You're actually wrong. It's true. They are the most supported club in Scotland. (laughs) And I'm so sorry for that. Okay, folks, at the end of three torturous rounds between seven... Well, seven people. Um, the, the, oh, the big fat filter quiz this week. Esel Cody is champion with six. Alex B and Derek and Peter come second on four. Actually, and Andrew Flint as well on four points apiece. Nazar, double N, you are in, well, you're kind of in fifth place on two points and Andy Mack, or sixth place, and Andy Mack, you are on one point in last place. Folks, did you enjoy today? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I
4: could oh, lie and say I'm a precious winner but I'm
2: not I beat you all oh my god Such a, okay right uh, folks see, talk to you all back next week thank you very very much to all of you uh, okay folks we are going to go away tonight we have a great song to end off the show with something I think is going to make us all quite a bit happy when we are heading out into the start of the next week because we know I'm Irish we know that the script are Irish we know that green is associated with Ireland, so now I'm going to go ahead and paint a town green, just like the script are telling me to do. Uh, the final score is 4-2 Leicester Burnley. And, folks, we'll talk with you next week. We have another super show lined up, so thank you for your time and your patience with us tonight. Congratulations to East Old Cody for winning the quiz. We're, we'll talk to you next week. We're going to go out with the script and paint a town green. Until next Sunday, take care of yourselves and each other.
0: Sports with Alan Moore.
1: I know you're missing home, it's been so long since you've been. And the life you had in Dublin now we're nothing but a dream. To be right there in the moment, you give anything to be. i alright, so cause tonight, we're gonna beat the town green. Your friends are all.